Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Glad to have you on board. Rob, how are you, buddy? Doing well. I, I see, you know, I got to tell you, see, I see you've brought a, a guest in this 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 uh, this morning. I, th- I thought um, I thought maybe you bring it in your bodyguard. I was like, no one's trying to rough you up or anything, right? You, you, all you do is help no. people, so. Yeah, it's Mr. Jerry Z, king of real estate. Good morning. Jerry Z. Lo- love the title. Yes, yes, good morning. King of Connecticut real estate, or is it all of Southern New England real estate? Working on it, sure. Yeah, let's just, I'm a real estate professional, and uh Killing it out there in the market, working hard to help people. Yep. Good. How did yep. you guys meet? When did you meet? Or Mutual customer, actually, a client I had helped refinance a couple years ago on their property, and they were ready to buy their dream home, um, you know, upgrade a bit, mm-hmm. and they were working with Jerry, so we had the opportunity to work together, and the transaction went really well. And as you know, with real estate, usually there's problems, and this one just really went through with flying colors. So nice. we hit it off; it went well, and uh, we've worked on another couple deals since. Yeah, you know, and, and I've got boy, if you're in real estate, I got some questions for you. Um, and by the way, folks, uh, we had a little surprise for you uh, towards the end of the show. I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little hint right now. You can walk away with something that's free. It's got a, it's got an incredible value to it, like $500 value. Mm-hmm. You can get it absolutely free. I know. I know you want more details. I promise you. At the end of the show, I'll give it to you. Really quickly, a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So thanks, Gary. So um, again, my name is Jerry Z. Uh, I've been in uh, real estate for about 13 years. Okay. Nice. Um, I work with a, a company called Rovidus Realty. We're out of Agawam as their world headquarters, we like to say. Wow. Uh, just opened an office in West Hartford. We're expanding into Worcester County. Um, so, you know, we, right now we're servicing um, Hartford, Tolland, Wyndham counties in Connecticut. Um, honestly, I live to help people get into and out of real estate and solve those problems. And, you know, really, I just really love working with people. What got you into real estate? <sighs> That's a great question. I mean, I think it probably started early, just, you know, having an appreciation for homes and and architecture, kind of where it started. And, uh, you know, and then uh, 13 years ago, decided to get my license. It takes some time to get, like in anything else, to get your head around it and get good at it. Um, And really now it's, it's, it's about solving problems. It's about helping people. Really significant. I mean, you can't say, you find somebody at home, they didn't think they could, they could buy it. Working with a good mortgage person and a good realtor, this is, I've had feedback, oh, that was the easiest thing. I thought it'd be so much harder. And now they now they're a homeowner. I just sold a property a couple of weeks ago to a 23 year old that never thought he could buy and change his kid's life. Oh, I mean, it's just, young, 23. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's impressive. I, and I got I'm with you. I mean, the things I'm learning from Rob Weinberg. I'm the ho- I'm kind of the host of the show, and I'm learning things as I as I go along. With I didn't even know that um, there was really even. I'll actually say it's a necessity. I don't even think this is a luxury. I mean, what I'm learning from Rob um, every week is. I can't imagine now going forward not having a broker. Somebody really what you do in, in the ways that you're saving money. You're really saving people money, and you're showing them how to diversify. You know that it, that if you've got if you've got ideas of buying multiple properties, you know, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I mean. I always thought to put as much money down on, on a piece of property that you buy, so you can keep your monthly payments low. And not only did he explain, no, to Rob, I'm pointing to Rob, but he articulated very, very, very nicely, very clearly why you, it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, and I think a lot of, most people wouldn't even know that. Um, what is it like right now um, to be a home buyer in 20, 2021? Is, is it, 
It's uh, good or yeah. I mean, I'm gonna let Rob comment on that as well. But it's I, I would like to say it's a, it's an amazing time in history. We're talking interest rates so low, the lowest they've been in over 50 years, right? Mm. But then at the same time, one of the most competitive markets we've seen in a really long time. There's there's fewer listings on the market than there's been in 30 years. So the inventory is low, which means if, if you know anything about supply and demand, that the price is going to be with, with a low inventory. You got it. The, the asking lots price is going to be. Lots of competition. And then just in terms of when you approach a property and you like it, we're, I mean, last week I had a property up in Worcester. It doesn't matter. Connecticut, it doesn't matter. Um, 15, 20 offers on a property is not that uncommon. We're talking twenty, wow. thirty thousand over asking price. They're waiving inspections. They're waiving appraisals. <laughs> it's gnarly. So there, <laughs> there, there are some creative solutions. I mean, you got to have a a proactive, aggressive agent like myself. Um, but you have to have a good team. You know, you, you have to have some creative thinking in these times. For I'm going to sure. talk to you about the teamwork in just a moment. In fact, there's a couple of questions I really that are essential. But I asked since I, I did ask you what it's like to be a home buyer in 2021. I guess the companion question to that is, what is it like to be a home seller in 2021? Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I couldn't say this strongly enough. It is a seller's market. So right, since inventory right. is so low, right, simple supply and demand, somebody choosing to go on the market now can put it on for higher than expected and pretty much set the table themselves. They can, they're going to have a huge pile of offers coming in. They're going to work with 20% down. Cash buyers are on the table. They're taking, if you have a home contingency, meaning you have something to sell next in a lot of cases, and they're picking and choosing who they're working with and the terms. Well, they're selling their house high. That means they're buying their next house high, providing that they're staying in Connecticut. So you're really laying flat, right? I mean, you're you're making more, you're... you're you're putting money in one pocket and taking it out of the other. That's why the inventory is so tight right. is because they know, well, yeah, I'm going to sell for a lot, but I'm going to buy for high too. Rob, what are the benefits of working in tandem with a real estate agent? I mean, a, a team, for, from your perspective, a team of an expert realtor and a seasoned mortgage professional, that's going to be an all-star team. I mean, there's other parts of the wealth team appraisers, home inspectors, and, you know, there's other people, but it's really going to start with a solid pre-approval from a mortgage lender. And, you know, there are going to be problems. You know, we have a buyer right now that's got some major employment Mm -hmm. issues, but we talked Mm -hmm. about them. We knew from the get-go, here's the problem, you know, and this, we talked about last week, switching jobs in the middle Mm -hmm. of a a transaction. (laughs) It's happening. I have this buyer, by the way, from, so we're working this one together. Mm. Uh, you know, it's been a challenge, but honestly, staying in communication with each other has been super that's helpful. That's the key. And yeah. that's why a lot of the time someone will come to me with a realtor I've never worked with before or, uh, you know, no offense, but a part time realtor that's only done a few deals. Uh, a friend, a family member. It's just in this market, you need the professionals. You need the wealth team to be working in tandem because there will be problems. But if we know about them, we can set the stage yeah. for everybody. How often do you get to know the 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 real estate agent um, intimately? Will you know them that 
pretty often. Okay. That's why I prefer to work with ones that are on their game and know it. And it's not everyone. It's a small percentage of real estate professionals, especially in Connecticut, because I do business in other areas. You know, I'm from Florida. I'm licensed in other states. I will say that Connecticut, unfortunately, there's a lot of amateur realtors out there in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. People that have only been doing it a short amount of time, have a couple transactions under their belt. Maybe they heard you could make money by selling real estate. So they sold a house for someone. Now they think they're a pro. Unfortunately, there's just too many variables to risk it in this market. Yeah. Jerry, you mentioned a moment ago that you're working with somebody together, actually. Yeah. 23 years old. Maybe he's changing jobs. Got a few hoops. He's got to jump through. Yeah. How challenging is it for somebody in their early to even mid 20s now to get a mortgage? Well, I mean, it really depends on numbers. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter on age. So if they have a good job, their income looks good, their debt-to-income ratio is good, have at it. But it how, but how many, what the age is. They okay, could be 19. The reason why I say that is because usually you're still pretty low on the corporate ladder, providing if you're even going the corporate route, you you could be in vocational. I mean, if, you, if you're doing electrical, I mean- right. We can use employing, education making... as part of an employment history. So if you're right out of college and you got a good job, we can move forward right away. We can use that history of your education as part of your mortgage qualification because everyone knows you're going to go to college. If you have a high paying job, you probably are doing some sort of training or you had some sort of secondary education. So it's not as challenging as you think. But again, working as a team, mm-hmm. we can identify those situations where there's a job change. There's an income issue. There's sometimes there's a property issue. He'll tell me, hey, mm-hmm. Rob, this property's not going to pass an FHA appraisal. Here's why we know that ahead we can plan for it and tell everybody rob you mentioned having a a, a good paying job what's a good paying job a good paying job really just comes down to stability some areas in connecticut you could buy a house with 30 or forty thousand dollar a year income other parts of connecticut maybe fairfield county you need close to a six-figure income you know to make the numbers work taxes insurance you know the property prices so it really comes down to again working with that expert agent that knows all the areas in connecticut it's not a big state Right. You just need that realtor that's got the experience. Right. I can say, oh, yeah, that's your price range. The mortgage lender said you're approved for 200000 Here's your target area. What's the median income in Connecticut? Is it 50000 it, it really differs by a Connecticut is, area. Okay. Connecticut by county. I mean, the northeast to Fairfield is night. And, so it really depends on what county you're searching in. Mm-hmm. Right, to that point, then, Jer, are, are you noticing that more young people, people in their 20s, are, are obtaining mortgages so, now? Or? Yeah, one of the things we're looking at, you know, and this is one of the things that I used to get buyers off the fence. Oh, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. So, of course, the interest rate is the first go-to. These are record low interest rates. So what do you, we don't know what's going to happen. We know now they're under three. In a year, we don't know where they're going to be, right? That's number one. Number two, we think it's competitive now. They're predicting that millennials are going to hit the market in the next year or two. They've been holding back because they watched their parents lose their shirt in 07, Mm -hmm. 08. They're a little more leery, but now they're at the point where they have jobs. They're ready to enter the market. So guess what? That market's going to get a lot more competitive in the next year or two. Is that part of the strategy? For sure, to get them out there, for sure. Somebody that's on the fence. There's a lot that say to me that they're waiting for prices to drop. And a year or two ago, I would say, I understand. Now, prices aren't dropping. They are not going to be going down. Connecticut has been stagnant and decreasing for decades, as we've talked about. Now it's not anymore. So if you are waiting, unfortunately, you missed the bus. Now is the second best time to buy as it was a year or two ago. How do you get your 
your offer noticed? How do you yeah. stand out from you? Because you mentioned a little just a few minutes ago, you say, yep. well, you can theoretically have 20 people that are bidding on this home and this person's going to offer all cash. Da, da, this person's going to, you're going to pay your, uh, how do you stand out from the other 19? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question because honestly it's it, what he was saying before about how many part-timers and it's amazing because I've had some listings. Some agents will just, you know, send you an offer. They won't even have a phone call. So number one, we have a very detailed offer package. It's bulleted out. These are the benefits of our client. This is how many deals we've done in this last year. We did almost 500 deals last year as a team. I mean, that's substantial. Not a lot of teams are doing that. We're wow. we're functioning as a team, as not a single agent, but we have professional marketing. We have transaction coordinators. We have all of these pieces. We have experts plugged into the different parts. So that's number one. Are you working with a solo agent? Are you working with a team, right? So when we write these offers up, we explain the different scenarios, right? So obviously price is important. Mm -hmm. That is not the only thing, okay? So now a seller, like I said before, is choosing the format, right? So are you going to waive inspections, right? Are you going to cover the first two or $3,000 in the inspection to show the seller you're not going to nickel and dime them? Are you going to waive appraisal? A lot of times you can't do that. Can you do that? Do you have a home to sell? right? We've actually been using something a little bit creative and this is kind of way out of the box, but let's say the seller has a home to sell, right? Obviously. So they're trying to buy something. They have a home sale contingency, which basically means that you're, you're, you're offering up that I have to sell this home. A short sale. No, not a short sale. No. So if you, let's say you are a buyer, right? No. And you have a home sale contingency. That means that this, I can't buy that property until I sell mine. This deal is contingent on me selling my home okay. to buy this one. But if the seller has one also, now you have multiple contingencies. It's if a domino one, effect. If one piece fails, the whole thing fails. So something that we've started to do, and we were talking with an agent on my team uh, yesterday, so how he got his offer accepted, he offered to close on the property with the seller in, let's say, 40 days. Let the seller stay in there, rent it back to them for up to three months. So now what that did is two things. That showed the buyer's flexibility, right? But what that also did to the seller now, the seller now doesn't own a home. They can lose their sale contingency. And now when they enter the buyer's market, they're at, they're they're higher in the chain. They don't have a home to sell. That's a huge advantage. It so these really are is. these are these really creative things that we're doing. Not a lot of people are doing it, but it, it can be really subtle things like making sure you have rapport with the listing agent, right? Making sure they recognize you making them laugh, you know, calling them, right? I mean, humor, oh, yeah. that sort of thing, just connecting, you know, so they recognize you. Are there different types of mortgages? Yeah, absolutely. And there's advantages, of course, and disadvantages. Um, but I think a big part of getting the offer accepted is the mortgage lender. Right, right. Because, of course, in a perfect world, you're going to go in with a cash offer. Right. No contingencies, no issues. I've got the money in the bank. Let's close. And they're out there. They're it's... out there, especially the ones coming from New York. You know, they sold a house maybe in New York and they mm -hmm. pocketed half a million dollars. They can go and they can buy a house in Connecticut with no mortgage easily. Not that they should, but a lot are. So uh, the reputation of the mortgage lender is huge. There's yeah. a lot of national mortgage lenders that are just spitting out pre-approvals like candy that right. mean nothing. Right. And I think that the listing agents are starting to catch on sure, that, sure. oh, you're with, uh, you know, 
Rocket, for example, or Lone Depot, some of these national chains, the McDonald's of mortgages is uh -huh. really what they are. Yeah. They realize that the person that wrote that pre-approval, and you can look it up online, they've only been doing mortgages three months. Yeah. There's so much that they can well, lose. There's but, so many right. issues That's that can huge. come up. If that comes across, they'll question that. They might even throw it out. Okay, working with somebody locally, something else that we're doing as well to get our buyer's offers accepted, I'll give him Rob's information. You call him directly, he'll vet my buyer. It sounds a little weird, but if a listing agent can then contact the mortgage person directly. That's huge. And Rob can go over and say they are solid financially. A lot of these yeah. people I've been working with though for months and months. I mean, the buyer that I sent him, he's thinking of, yeah. I've been working with for over a year. Okay, I know their finances better than anyone. I know the problems. I know their credit. I've been coaching them on what to do with their credit cards, with their different debts, everything to get in their optimal scenario. So when that agent calls me, I can tell them the truth, not sugarcoat it and say, here's their scenario. Here's the deal. How often do you have a client? And you're showing they're they're attending open houses. They're going to uh, you're you're showing them showing homes. Them properties, exactly. Yeah. Only to find out that you don't even know if they're even qualified for this home. Right. You you could realistically be wasting not right. only their time but your own right. time. So that, that's amateur, by the way. So a, a mm -hmm. real estate professional. So you know the name of the game is to get what's called belly to belly with a buyer. Okay. So if I if I take a lead in comes from somewhere comes from Rob comes from anywhere else, my number one goal is to set an appointment with them. I want to meet them and show them a property within twenty four hours. I don't even care if they're pre approved at that point. Okay. I might ask them. Okay, I'm going to show them one. I'm going to meet them again. Rapport. This is still a person-to-person -person business. It has less okay? to do with the house that you're showing and more to do with letting them get to more know you. More to letting them know that I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I got you. Okay, you got somebody. But I'm not showing them any more properties until somebody like Rob. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a phone call. That's what a lot of people will do is a phone call, but they have to turn in the paperwork to Rob. So I'm not showing yep. them properties unless they are officially pre-approved. And I tell them, that's one of the things. Oh, I want to just go look at it. I'll do the pre-approval later. Guess what? The market is moving incredibly fast. You find a property you're going to want, you're not going to have time. Takes Even a, couple a day of days. or two later, if they get right. all their documents, gone. that property is gone. And going back to talking about different types of mortgages, advantages, disadvantages, like I said, cash is king, but we're talking about mortgages here. So the net, I would say the next best from a cash offer is going to be a conventional mortgage, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. You do need to have credit typically on the higher side. We're talking about high 600s, low 700s, minimum barrier to entry on that type of loan. Appraisals are a little more flexible with that. You can do down payments. Payments as low as three to five percent on a primary home. So that's going to be the next best thing to cash. Yeah. From there, it's a matter of how much are you going to put down? Three percent, five percent, ten percent. Sometimes if there is multiple offers and you've got the money, you could come and say, well, I only want to put five percent, but there's all these offers. Right. If I put 20 percent, I can win this deal and we'll look at the finances. That's one scenario where it's sometimes you have to put a higher down payment yeah. to win that out. So that's the conventional. The ones that I think some real estate professionals don't like to see, which is really just myths like we talked about in the myth uh, episode here a few weeks back. It really comes down to FHA loans, which are more flexible when it comes to credit, more flexible when it comes to income. But there are special 
issues that need to be addressed on an appraisal. It's a federally backed loan through the Federal Housing Administration. The appraisals are a little more strict. So sometimes if there's a few offers and you're FHA, they might not want your offer because they've got to fix the chipping paint. They have to fix the, uh, you know, the safety issues as far as handrails and things like that. So that can affect it. Now, the other one is VA loans for veterans. In my humble opinion, the number one best mortgage you can get is a VA loan. But appraisals are a little more strict on and not that. not everybody is applicable, right? right. No, it's to be only a veteran, for veterans and veteran, eligible yeah. veterans. Right. Again, part of the pre-approval process, we're going to pull a COE, which stands for Certificate of Eligibility, from the VA. And we're going to know that you're eligible for that loan. We can't just take you on your word. Folks, you're listening to Mortgage Matters with Rob Weinberg. Special guest from uh, real estate is... Uh, Jerry Zolubkowski. Did I get did I get that right? You got that good. Most oh. people call me call me Jerry Z, Jerry but that, Z. you nailed it, Gary. That's that's impressive. Jerry, uh, thank you very much. I've been trying all morning. <laughs> um from uh, name of the real estate company. You, what, you, is it Rovithis? Rovithis Realty, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's uh, named after the broker. Um he's been at it for I think 15 years at this point. Um, it's sort of what we call a craft, not a craft. Uh, we're not a big brand. Okay. So, yep. You mentioned something earlier about amateur hour and you can tell when yeah. someone's really been yeah. doing this for, you know, a, a year and right. it's only a part time even at that. But why, why should I go? Why should, what, make, what difference does it make to a person who's, well, I don't know, I could save a couple, I could save a percentage point. You know, you're going to charge me 6%. They're going to charge me 4%. Right. Right. You know? Well, you know, it comes down to experience. Right. So if we're talking percent, right, listing versus buy, right? So if I'm on the buy side, the seller pays my commission, right? So my client doesn't pay me anything, right? If I'm on the list side, that's a contract that I negotiate with the seller. We like to say, we're not going to discount our services. Why? Because we're professionals. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you HGTV level marketing. We're going to, we're going to remarket on, on social media. We do it properly. Okay. We defer showings. Right. We do something called a mega open house. This is one of the things addressing home buyers and, you know, they're leery of the COVID, of COVID. Okay. Right. Yep. So anyway, just some strategies that we're using. Um, but really, you want to work. It's experience until you've done a certain amount of deals. Like it, one of the reasons I love it is that it's, you have to be innovative and creative until you've done 50, 100 deals. You don't really know what to expect. And every day is really different for you, isn't it? Every day, even a thousand deals in. Every single one has a challenge. You still learn something. You're going to learn. And I have a notebook myself that every time I learn a lesson, I write it in that notebook and I fill that thing up every year. And you think that you've seen it all and you haven't. It corresponds with the real estate side as well. You know, on the boots on the ground, dealing with sellers, dealing with buyers. You have the more experience you have, the easier it's going to be, the more stress free it's going to be. And I would tell you, ask buyers or sellers that use the discount agent, that use the amateur agent that was referred by their brother's cousin's uncle's sister and ask them if they would pay an extra percentage point to have a stress free process, to have a real pro involved or team. Team, exactly. All these people on their side. And they would tell you it's worth every penny. Right. Jerry, if someone is thinking of buying or selling, right? So what questions should they be asking to find, you know, the right real estate professional to help them through this entire Yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of talking about, you know, part-time versus full-time, you know, and in terms of experience. All right, so um, ask if you're yep. part-time, how many deals that you've done, right? Yep, or, so, yep. Go ahead. How many deals have you done? The other question we should be starting to ask is, are you a solo, are you an independent agent, or do you work with a team? 
Okay. So talking to my broker just about coming on here, just some ideas. I mean, really the 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 time of the solo agent, the independent agent are sort of going away. Okay. Things are getting a lot more complicated, a lot more high tech, okay, in terms of keeping abreast of things. And if you're firing on all cylinders from a marketing standpoint, from a negotiating standpoint, all of those things, it's really hard for one individual to do all of those things really well. So that's a good question to ask as well. Okay. Are you on a team? So with a team concept, my time is spent talking to people, showing properties, writing offers. I'm running out of time and I've got two key questions that I have to ask you before I, I uh, go back to my teaser from the beginning of the show. Why should not? Why should a person not be doing for sale by owner? I mean, that's a great question. You know, and I, one of the things we do is we reach out to for sale by owners on a regular basis, really as a place of help. You know, uh, obviously we want to get them to, to to work with us eventually, but as a place of help. So everybody thinks it's incredibly easy to sell a house. Why don't I just do it myself? So number one is exposure, right? So mm -hmm. there's a couple of things in real estate. It's exposure, it's the condition, and it's the price. And if you mess up one or more of those things, you're dead in the water. Well, and you want to get your house on the MLS too, right? Correct. You can do entry only. That's okay. something that the discounted ones that we alluded mm -hmm. to, they'll charge you a percent or two, but you're doing it all yourself. How, what about selling a house or a property as is? You talk about, well, I got mm -hmm. shit paint here. I got to yeah. fix this uh, bathroom. I yeah. got this uh, little hole in the, you know yep. what? But what did you say? Yeah. All right, listen, I'm not, I, I can fix all this and I'm going to ask for this amount. Yeah. I'm not asking a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As is. Yep. But it's on it's on you to fix this, yep. but I'm going to sell it to you at a greatly reduced rate. Yeah. Can you do that? You know, you, of course you can do it. In fact, it's becoming more and more common in the seller's market. I would say one out of every five properties, just even nicer houses, fixer-uppers, it's as is, which means you can still do inspections. Oh, that was my next question. You can okay. still do inspections, but they're for informational purposes only. So right up at the front, you say, do whatever inspections you want. Don't ask me to do anything. That's happening. Okay, I mean, you know, uh, buyers are waiving inspections on a regular deal, which means they still may I, do it or not do I it. I thought that's state mandated. You can waive no. an inspection. Oh, Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, that's up to the buyer. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I, had, yeah. I had no idea of that. All right. So, uh, Mike, uh, how can people reach you, Jer? Okay. So, yeah, the easiest way, um, I do have a website, jerryzrealestate.com. Um, I also have an email, jerryzrealestate at gmail. How easy is that, right? <laughs> um, I also have a, a YouTube channel that I am, uh, it's a burgeoning, uh, I've been filming quite a bit and uh, creating content. I've been interviewing local uh, restaurateurs and whatnot, trying to get a presence. Uh, so Jerry ZTV is my YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, it's only a couple of things on there, but it's a work in progress. You got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Jerry ZTV. You've heard it here first. Um, all right, let's talk about the, uh, you got a phone number. We can go through your phone number, right? Can we go through a phone number? Absolutely. Right, let's, let's, let's do that, um, as well. Uh, 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that. 860-413-3938. Thank you, Jer. What I want to do welcome. is talk really quickly about this special offer. It's really a giveaway. It's a free appraisal up to a $500 value, uh, providing that you go with both Jerry at Rovetis, uh, uh, Real estate, and you go with Rob Weinberg as your as your mortgage broker. Not a bad deal. And you know what? You're forget that incentive, the financial incentive. Okay, you're going to want to have them work as a team, just so you don't have any headaches. That's key in this. But we'll give you the we'll give you the five hundred dollar value uh, for the free appraisal when you work with both of them. It doesn't get any better than that. Simply do this. 
Call the, fo- the following phone number, 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. Or check them out. You can email them at Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Again, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Incidentally, that's the same email address that if you've got a question uh, that you'd like to have answered on this show, that you should email us. We'll be happy to get that answered for you. Thank you very much, uh, Jerry. We really appreciate your time this mo- uh, this morning from Rovetis Real Estate. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. And for Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you.